This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast that's all things business across the state of Florida. I am Tom Kindred, your host for Small Biz Florida. And if you've been tuning in lately, you know that we're coming to you from the Florida Economic Development Council's annual conference here in Orlando. Uh, As I always uh, like to say, this is an incredible conference. Uh, Hundreds of economic development professionals in the room uh, over the next couple of days talking about uh, Florida's growth and uh, the vision for Florida's future. And uh, it is a great group to have that conversation with because they are all at the forefront of what is happening in terms of development across our state. And um, all kinds of resources, programs that are being discussed at this conference, workforce development, site selection, so uh, marketing. So it is, it's a, it really is a very diverse conversation about entrepreneurship, small business, and economic development. And we've got one of those very innovative programs that is part of the conference here this year. Uh, we've got with us uh, Mr. Roy Messing, who serves as the executive director for the Florida Center for Employee Ownership. And of course, I think the most common term we always talk about, and and uh, Roy's uh, going to talk to us about uh, multiple structures here for employee ownership, but ESOP is one of those terms that, that comes up quite frequently when you talk about employee buyout programs. So Roy, with that, welcome to Small Biz Florida. Thanks, Tom. Glad to be back again this year. It's a couple couple years in a row in the seat. So yeah, I, think I was going to say you, that's right. You are actually a return guest. Uh, yes. We've talked to you before, but this really is a uh, just as it was when we had the conversation before. I, I had no idea that there. You know, you hear about employee buyout programs, but uh, again, I had no idea there were uh, or associations and organizations such as yours that could help facilitate that buyout program. That, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Florida Center is part of a national group of uh, centers for employee ownership. Uh, started back, uh, there were centers around for a long time. Uh, one I used to work at back in Ohio uh, has been around for 30 plus years. I haven't been there 30 plus years, right. but around for 30 plus years. And uh, about five years ago, the a group called the Employee Ownership Expansion Network started centers like the Florida Centers uh, started working its way across. To, uh, we're in um, states that represent half of the U.S. population as far as these centers, these resources for somebody who wants to explore employee ownership, see if it's right for them or their client. Right. Well, let's start with a little background on you, too, and then kind of talk about how your uh, your pathway uh, to the, the Florida Center for Employee Ownership Okay, Tom. I guess I'll go go way back. Uh, yeah. I was I was in the lending realm, uh, commercial That's lender. That's right. For, You're a former banker. Former I remember bank that. banker uh, in in uh, different banks, as a lot of bankers like to jump around. But my first exposure to employee ownership was when a director uh, brought me a, a deal, and uh, really was intrigued by the opportunity 
to uh, help help that group who was already partially employee owned, help them move down that process to expand that uh, percentage of employee ownership. And ever since then, I've been kind of hooked in that uh, that area, thinking it's a great opportunity to retain businesses and and really uh, you know grow the business if right. uh, the employees are treated in the right way. It, it can happen. You know, it, again, I guess I guess my initial question would always be, what's what's in it for the business owner? I mean, why why go this route? Can he just you know, put the business on a, find a broker and sell the business and be on his merry way. I mean, certainly, certainly. Uh, any business owner can do it, but there's, there's, uh, you know, business owners are motivated by different things. There are uh, potential tax incentives. If somebody's looking to sell to the employees that, you know, if the circumstances are right, there's real tax incentives, especially if we, we get into that ESOP structure that we talked about. Um, there are other opportunities, um, you know, quite often business owners, Think about the crew that's got them there. Uh, the employee's been around them uh, with him or her for a long period of time. You know, they're kind of that extended family. Most of the times the kids are gone and, you know, the people who have been around the owners uh, really are the family and they want to reward that group and, and really see that business go forward. We, we think there's a big opportunity for somebody who really wants to continue the business, but, you know, they're, they're at a point in time where they need to step out. Uh, it's a great opportunity for uh, transitioning it to the employees. They can continue the legacy, continue the direction of the company. And I guess you use the term silver tsunami. Um, Correct. And I think that's been used in a for a couple of examples uh, across the state of Florida. But but I think your point is well taken that there's got to be literally thousands of legacy businesses across the state of Florida. And I have to believe that there's a lot of owners sitting there thinking, okay, how do I, what is my exit strategy here? And uh, that's all, that's sometimes, that's not an easy question sometimes to answer, right? That that really is a difficult question. A lot of business owners have, uh, you know, kind of worked uh, in the business, grown the business, have just kept moving along and they haven't really pulled their heads up to think about well, you know, where am I going? What is my next step? Right. In regards to, uh, you know, the number of businesses in, in Florida, a study was done, uh, completed a couple of years ago that outlined that there's over 200,000 privately held businesses yeah. with 2 million uh, employees that fit this niche where they're going to retire in the next 10 years. And that represents $350 billion of revenue. Of course, it's yeah. a couple of years old, but still there's a lot of those businesses out there. One, one thing uh, insurance companies, other financial institutions have uh, really looked at this and studied. They found that the closely held businesses, 75% of them don't have an exit plan. So that's that's one thing we like to get involved in, uh, you know, give them some resources, start that exit planning process. And then, of course, on our side of it, we, we'd like them to consider selling to the employees. All right. So kind of take us through the... Um uh, the entry level introductory uh, chapter. What is an employee buyout plan? What does an employee ownership plan look like? Uh, there's there's different structures, uh, but when we refer to it as employee ownership plan, we're looking at you know across the board. Doesn't have to be everybody, but a lot of people involved, not just a a management buyout or something like that. So really, it's transitioning that business uh, to the employees. Uh, you still have to have leadership. You still have to have workers at different levels to make that happen. And there's in- incentives built in 
uh, in many of these structures to help them uh, you know, gain either equity or increase in income, uh, increase voice in their job, what they're doing. So that plan is really about engaging those uh, employees on a longer term. And when I say transition, it usually is because the, uh, the majority of these businesses aren't ready for sale and they've got to build the management team. They've got to document processes. You know, they've got to really get the company ready uh, to transition it and get the right employees in place, get the right people in the right seats to make sure that company is going to be profitable going forward. Right. Are, does your organization, the uh, Florida Center uh, for Employee Ownership, are you, uh, are you uh, your model, are you a consulting company? You come in and kind of direct this process? We're, we're a nonprofit. Uh, we're really around education. Uh, we help uh, business owners, the advisors kind of, you know, uh, work with work with them to figure out is is this, you know, at the high level, the right process for us to go through? Is it something that makes sense to us? Um, then we help work down that path. We engage them with the right resources. Uh, if there's somebody who's uh, pursuing an ESOP, there's a lot of professionals out there that we can hand off and mm -hmm. they carry that forward because there's a specialty and um, an ESOP has a lot of moving pieces and parts. Mm -hmm. On the other structures, uh, a worker cooperative or employee-owned cooperative and a relatively new um, structure called the Employee Ownership Trust, those are things that we, we hold hands much further down the road just because the breadth of resources aren't there. We're looking to kind of build those resources. So let's look at it from two perspectives, um, owner, owner perspective, current owner perspective. You said there are there's potential tax benefits. Of course, it's a way for the owner to um, take his, you know, take his value out of the business. Um, I guess from the owner perspective, if he if he just puts his business uh, listed with a broker and tries to sell it, uh, there's obviously the um, the potential that he doesn't get true value out of the business. It's becomes more of a asset sale um, with sure. an employee ownership. He can maybe realize greater value. Yeah. It, it kind of depends on the, the company, uh, the characteristics of it. If it's a high growth company, um, you know, they might go, if, if it's somebody who's got a lot of intellectual property, uh, things like that, you might have somebody come in and pay a, a very high you know, uh, price for it just because of the synergies. Uh, in employee ownership, we're looking at fair market value. So you're trying it, there's actually going to be um, you know, valuation completed by a third party to set that value to make sure they're going to get that. Um, there's a, a couple pieces of a employee ownership transition. It, it can happen over a period of time. Uh, and there's more control for the owner as they kind of uh, work through that process. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's not just control the company and the operations control of their future. So they can kind mm -hmm. of stage that the way that f makes the mm -hmm. most sense for them. So, yeah. So like you say, it doesn't have to, a buyout could just happen almost, you know, in a matter of days, weeks. Mm -hmm. This is a process that would allow for preparation and, and more thoughtful uh, conversion to the business. Correct. Correct. A buyout can happen quickly. Uh, most business owners, uh, you know, if they're not prepared and they go to market, uh, to market it externally, uh, they're not going to get what they think because they're right. really not prepared to know what 
to get. Right. And they oftentimes come back and have to rework uh, their numbers, rework the business for a period of time to, to go where they're going. And then, of course, from the employee perspective, this is an opportunity for the employee to reap some financial benefits for a company that he's spent he or she has spent years uh, working with, leverage their knowledge and experience now to turn it into ownership. Correct. Um, correct. It would right. just be like any any program where you're an owner, a partial owner of a company. Uh, when you move down the road, uh, you can impact that company if you know that, hey, I'm an owner and I take more care with my actions. I'm more thoughtful with what I'm doing. I'm not as wasteful or I'm reaching out for new opportunities. It, you know, they can really positively impact the ongoing operation. And, uh, you know, from a profit standpoint, there could be profit you know, sharing plans in that. Or on a longer term, there's equity stake that they get out when they retire and move on. So, you know, the more profitable uh, the company, the more valuable the company can be. And, you know, they're going to get that retirement stake or transition stake, depending on what the structure is. And I guess a question would be, in one of these employee buyouts, do, do all the employees have to be part of it or could it be, I think you said management team, could you put together uh, the management team that wants to, to buy the company out? Or are there, you know, are there different ways to structure that too? I'm sure there are. Correct. Um, maybe I'll dive into the structures a little bit because you can have different ownership shares in an ESOP, uh, in employee stock ownership plan. That's, that's actually a qualified retirement plan. Anybody who's in that plan, um, you know, as far as the years of service uh, being allowed in the plan, they're automatically in per uh, Department of Labor rules. Um, so if you're going to be, you, can, you can't limit who's coming into that plan. You can have some equity in that piece that goes to management outside of that. Uh, or you could just, if you're looking at the other structure, you have an equity piece as well. Um, the cooperative model... Um, not everybody has to buy in. Um, I'll step back on the ESOP model. Typically, um, as folks gain their shares, that's done through mechanisms in a uh, defined plan over time. So they'll actually gain shares over a period of time. Uh, in a worker co-op, people actually have to buy in. And so it's those who you offer, uh, you know, do they buy in? Do they choose to buy in? Sometimes it's cash in or sometimes it's, uh, you know, a, a plan to pay that off over time. The newer structure that we're working with is a call to employee ownership trust uh, in the sense of, um, you know, who's going to benefit. It's going to be the employees. There's actually a trust formed. Uh, the, the owner transitions that company into the trust and the trust is really established to uh, operate into perpetuity. What they're looking to do is create a, a sustainable, profitable organization. And then the employees actually don't get shares, but what they do get is they share the profit evenly uh, for that company each year. So it's it's a newer mechanism. Comes from, it comes from a model that's uh, very um, ha has had great longevity in the UK. So that's something new, and we're working on that. Um, that fits, uh, you know, somebody who's relatively well off, they want to transition the business, you know, they, they can transition and it can go off into the future and they're assured that the folks are going to maintain that. So we've seen that in um, a couple different uh, situations. Somebody in a rural community may want that or somebody who's in a high tech community. There's one company I'm familiar with that it was their, the owner's the husband and wife's third company and they want this medical firm to 
carry on into the future. So there's a lot of variety to the structures and just kind of figuring out what makes sense for that person or the people who are looking at it. What um, what does your to-do list look like? I mean, do you are a lot of these uh, in the works in the state of Florida? Uh, there's quite a few ESOPs in the works in the state of Florida. There's there's a lot of people that are very familiar with that. Uh, the worker co-ops and the EOTs, we've had some employee ownership trusts, they called EOTs. Uh, we're hearing a little bit more about that. Um, we're going to have to bring some resources in just because uh, the folks who do these aren't in Florida. So we have to kind of build that resource. So our, our to-do list is to, to really gather that steam and move those forward. Okay. But this is, this is something that, that, that are, there are a number of business owners engaged in looking at working through this is, this is a, a real in the state of Florida. It is, it is. There's mm -hmm. the, there's a lot of ESOPs in uh, the state. I know there's uh, the professionals we deal with in the ESOP space. They're very busy, so we're seeing a lot of that activity. Uh, and just last uh, week, I received a call from somebody who's interested in employee ownership trust here in the state. So, okay. All right, nice. How does one find the Florida Center for Employee Ownership and connect to you? Uh, easiest way is just to go to our website, www.flceo.org. And uh, connect with us. Just reach out. Uh, there's a form on there. You could just say, hey, I want to get some information. Just fill in your contact information, shoot it out, and I'll reach out to folks. All right. Nice. Uh, very innovative way to, uh, to create an exit strategy for yeah. uh, legacy-owned businesses. Yeah, we, we, we think there's going to be so much opportunity with all these baby boomers and then Gen X right behind them retiring. Uh, it's it's a great opportunity to keep that business local. Yeah. And we, you know, we actually, uh, there's a concept in entrepreneurship, you know, called entrepreneurship through acquisition, you, uh -huh. know, you know, not trying to start something from scratch, but going out there and acquiring something that, that has a history, has a legacy. Correct. Correct. In fact, I don't know if I told you, Tom, my wife teaches entrepreneurship back up in Michigan, uh, where I'm from. And I did that class to a bunch of students yeah. <laughs> uh, about a month ago. Right. And uh, some scratched their heads. Others were very excited. We put right. out some examples. And, of course, the folks who were really interested wanted to go for the tiki bar. Right. That was uh, the example that I brought in. So Right. I, I'd like to own one of those, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It is Roy Messing. Uh, who serves as the executive director for the Florida Center for Employee Ownership. It is all about employee-owned businesses and, and acquiring the business uh, by the employees, acquiring, uh, acquiring legacy businesses uh, here in the state of Florida. Roy, uh, thank you again for, for the update. Thank you again for the information on what truly is an innovative opportunity in the state of Florida. Thank you, Tom. Looking forward to doing this next year, and hopefully, yep. I can report back a few successes. That's right. I love it. Well, you know, we I'm I'm still trying to figure out there may be some opportunities along the Treasure Coast for us too. So okay. uh, we're working on it. Okay, sounds great. Thanks, Tom. Thank you. This is Small Biz Florida. I am Tom Kindred, and we are coming to you from the Florida Economic Development Council's annual conference here in Orlando, a great gathering of economic development professionals talking about uh, the vision and the future uh, for Florida's economic growth. Uh, more to come. Stay tuned. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida. Created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. 
partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.